Two pastors and Tom walk into a bar, but this is no joke. It's the start of a conversation between three friends about culture, God, beer, and more. So pull up a chair, order a pint, and let's get started. F-O-O-T-B-A-O-L football. My name is Tom, and I'll be quarterbacking tonight's episode. And joining me is the bearded freak, Josh, who looks kind of like your typical lineman. Also with us tonight is Gabe, who most likely would be the punter on the team. Skinny, weak, and doesn't even have the balls to face the pressure of kicking field goals. Tonight we're talking fantasy football, or maybe just football. And honestly, probably just talking about Packers and Vikings for 45 minutes. Who knows? Welcome to the show. Are you ready for some football? That was all I had. Oh, that's Monday it. Monday night party. Oh, I was waiting for. Oh man. Wait. So was that more of like an homage to the dude in the cowboy hat with the beard and the sunglasses, or uh, uh, whatever Hank that Williams chick Jr. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever that chick you, is. You now just lost all credibility for this show just yeah. right off the bat. Tom, for the record, that was your best introduction to date ever. Yeah. Ever. Like, you are really starting to hit your stride. Made me giggle. It's like the when we talk about trivial things like football, you really begin to excel. Yep. I, I, I'm really good at talking about nothing. This is great. This is awesome. This yeah. is really good. Oh, man. So, uh, first up right away, I, as usual, what are we drinking tonight? I will start because I'm talking already. Uh, tonight I went out and bought myself some Briny Gold Shipwreck Spiced Rum which is probably my second or third favorite rum on the list of rums, and uh, mix that with some good old Coca-Cola Classic because I'm American and enjoying it. Good. Tom, I, I thought you said you were going to get back on the beer wagon. Yeah, I did for like a day and a half, and then I, feel, I felt a little full from that, so I went then back you, to my... So then you fell off the wagon back into hard liquor. I always forget if I'm supposed to be on or off the wagon, so moving on. Well, anyway, uh, tonight my beer comes to me all the way from Arizona, the Grand Canyon Brewing Company to be exact. My brother-in-law hooked me up with this one. It is their coffee bean stout that is filled with what they call the flavor bomb. And essentially, it's like this little plastic thing inside the beer. It helps it condition, and it's packed with coffee beans and, uh, what does it say, an oak stick for aging and offering some depth to it. So it's actually a, it's a coffee bean stout, pretty solid actually. So thank you, TJ, and I cannot wait for next time we record so I can sample yet another beer from the fine state of Arizona. So basically they just took a beer, threw in a couple coffee beans and a stick, and that's now handcraft artisanal beer? Uh, yeah, I mean that's what Budweiser's been doing for years. <laughs> so I guess that means it's successful. Hooray. So uh, I uh, another shout out to a friend, a great friend of the pod. Uh, Mark Barnes is his name. He's also a fan of the greatest sports franchise in the history of the world, the Green Bay Packers. Uh, I statement. watered. What's that? I said that's an untrue statement. 
well, more on that later. But I uh, watered his vegetable garden for a week, and so he bought me a 12-pack a of Sierra Nevada beers. I also got any fruits from the vegetable garden I wanted, so like three zucchinis and a cucumber and a 12-pack of beer. Uh, and it was a, it's called a Hoppy Lager from Sierra Nevada. It's an India-style pale lager, uh, and it's quite delicious. Dude, IPLs, those, those are where it's at these, these days. I agree. I agree. I've also, never had an IPL, to be honest. Yeah. So you're beautiful. like a widow gleaning the garden of Mark. I am. I, I, you may call me Ruth. You know, I'm just going to call, you a, Mo- I'm just gonna call you a Moabite woman. How about that? That works. I'm, hey, where you go, I will go. Your God hey, will be my God. Before we Tom, get too you know far talking, down, you were know obscure references. About, yeah, obscure we, references. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Ruth, one of the most well-known stories from the best-selling book in the history of the world. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Get a little culture time. Oh my gosh. All right, here we go. Um, for those of us, for those of you who are still listening to our podcast, thank you very much. Uh, we usually like to uh, come into this after we talk about our beers for way too long. We usually like to talk about something that maybe happened to us over the last week or two, something that's mildly hilarious. Ooh, pick me, pick me. Ooh, not, not yet. Pick me. Not no. And. We usually try to tie it into the uh, into the episode that we're doing, or at least we've tried in the last couple of episodes. And so I'm going to depart from that. I'm going to take a hard left, I because today I was driving down the road and I saw an incredibly old vehicle. We're talking an early '80s vehicle, um, kind of like a Plymouth Acclaim type of thing, and it reminded me of of a of a car that my good friend used to uh, used to drive. And uh, the reason this is halfway's relevant is that good friend is going to be joining us later on the show. But I saw this car, and it reminded me of a time where we had both uh, recently gotten our licenses and had the freedom to drive around town, which, I mean, our parents knew who we were as people, and I can't believe that they gave us the freedom to leave the house, much less leave in a vehicle. And we decided in the... uh, in the midst of the of a hard winter, we went to the local Pomita store, which is uh, basically a poor man's Walmart, and we went no, there. No, and... no, no. Pomita is like the poor man's Kmart, which is <laughs> like you know, in the hierarchy of of stores. Oh like my gosh! Yeah. The, the skid mark on the underpants of department stores. <laughs> that is an apt description. We will use that moving forward for Pomita. Anyway, okay. Pomita, like any. Uh, like any department store had a huge parking lot and because it was winter in Minnesota there was huge huge piles of snow we're talking the 20 30 foot variety here and my friend and I decided that the best possible use of our time that night was to take this 1984 Plymouth Acclaim or whatever it was and see how far we could drive it up one of these uh, one of these snow piles and so we did, and I, I dare say we got it three-fourths of the way up this up this pile of snow. But what my friend and I didn't uh, think fully through was how to get the car back down. And we mm-hmm. spent maybe two and a half hours digging and pushing and getting our friends out to come in and get this car back down the, uh, the snow pile. Uh, the, the miracle here was that no police officers drove by. Nobody thought that, hey... We should maybe call because two morons drove a car three fourths of the way up a thirty foot snow mountain, and so uh, I just cannot believe that we didn't get any kind of flack off of that one. So 
that so where, is my wait, what what where are you living at this point in life? We're living in Minnesota. Well, yeah, I mean, we're in Minnesota. Western like, uh, Breckenridge, Minnesota, western side okay, of the state. Okay, so like nowhere. Like, I mean, I, I'm not being mean. I'm just mean like small, small town. Well, you know, Breckenridge, Wapiton together is about 12,000, 15,000 people. There's a college in town. So, I mean, there's things and people. And I mean, there's a pomida. Like, I'm there, there's a pomida, right? So there's let's a, not sell it too short. Um, yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, big enough that there, there is absolute zero reason – why five cops shouldn't have driven by right during this two like and a half there hours were thing. cops in this town they had a police yes. force okay well, got it well speaking of cops and to get us back on the topic of fantasy football tonight i've got a story about hard salami oh goodness <laughs> and, obviously the two yes. go hand in hand so Naturally. many of our listeners don't know this, but I am a certified police chaplain with the Chattanooga Police Department, and among my many responsibilities, uh, <laughs> including attending awkward prayer vigils and wearing sky blue polo shirts, I uh, get to <laughs> ride along with police officers. And Wait, real quick, real quick. If anyone becomes a regular in the next two weeks, Josh will send you a picture of him in a sky blue polo shirt. Oh, yes. even, I will even put my badge on. My shiny police badge. And, in fact, that's all he'll be wearing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yes. That okay. will definitely keep you listening to the podcast. That's for sure. Um, anyway. I'm, not yeah. watching. Go on. Yeah, uh, indeed. Good thing this is not YouTube live. Anyway, I'm riding along with an officer yesterday, and we come across uh, a homeless woman who he knows. Um, I'm going to leave her name out of this just in case she happens to be listening to our podcast at some point in the future, um, which, if you do, Welcome, and apparently you're sober and have access to a computer now. Anyway, we're driving around, and we come across uh, this this thing called the stick maze that a homeless dude built, and then he died. And so there was a little rustle and a tussle over who was going to resurrect the stick maze. And we get there, and here comes this drunk homeless woman on crutches, and we're trying to figure out where she's trying to get back to. Apparently she's uh, the only polygamist in the state of Tennessee and also a Seventh-day Adventist. So you can see where this is headed. Wait, so she's a polygamist? Like she's, she's a self-professed, the self-professed only polygamist in Tennessee. Like, is she married to a man who has other wives? Listen, dude, she was she was super drunk and okay, okay. messed up from many many years of of drug Substance abuse. abuse. Okay, she tried to cut it. an story goes she showed us her stomach where there was a giant scar where she tried to cut an alien baby out of her own stomach with a shank. As one would. Okay. As one would when you're in the stick maze. And so to make a long story short, we're trying to get her back to the tent that she's supposed to be staying at by her polygamous husband's house, which she's not allowed in. So we make a pit stop at the Dollar General to get her some water. So I run in and get her some water, and this other officer, out of the kindness of his heart, goes in and gets you know a few supplies for her, just some food uh, and some stuff to take back to the tent, right? And so we find out she's a Seventh-day Adventist because she doesn't eat pork sausage at all. And he got her some, in his words, some <laughs> Vienna sausages. Is that, a, and, is, that a, is that a thing? Yeah, Seventh-day Adventists don't eat pork, man, and they're Sabbath keepers. Yeah, man, they're all about the Levitical Code. Yep. All right. So, well, sort of. I mean, they haven't stoned any adulterers that I know of. but No, they haven't, but they've derailed me many times like you just did, Tom. So I'm going to get back to my story, which is epic. We get to her tent – and we get out of the car, and among the many items that this officer purchased at the Dollar General was a bag of hard salami. 
So we get out of the car, and Crystal is limping her way back to the tent, and the officer is walking in uh, behind her and goes, oh, oh, I just used her name, didn't I? Well, her name's Crystal. So he goes, hey, Crystal, I've got your hard salami right here. And she turns around and goes, I bet you do. <laughs> oh, no. And the look on this dude's face was so <laughs> epic because it was a mixture of, like, I want to throw up, but I'm also really embarrassed <laughs> that she was talking about my hard salami um, in this situation. And to make matters worse, then we're walking over to her tent, and she asks us to unzip it. And while we do, we see this, like, foam mat laying across this, like, makeshift fire pit. And she goes, I need to do yoga. She goes, I do yoga because I'm a stripper. And I'm a certified dominatrix. So next time you have a birthday or an anniversary, give me a call. Oh, my God. And so the dude, the dude is already, like, embarrassed because, you know, she was talking about hard salami to him. And then she's like telling him that he could, she could hook him up with like some special certified dominatrix like specials. It was, it was so bizarre. <laughs> I didn't so know bizarre. That, I didn't know there was a certification for that. Is that like a technical school kind of I thing? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> next time you're in town, I'll drive you over to Crystal's tent. You can ask her, Tom. <laughs> it was so weird. Dude. So awesome. anyway, nothing like fantasy football and hard salami to get it going for tonight, boys. Well, thanks for that story, Pastor Josh, on our family-friendly show. Uh, we're going to go to a break here real quick and uh, enjoy some music from uh, our good friend Agape. We hope you enjoy it and get ready for some football. Carrie Underwood. Are you ready for some football? I find you, for you have never All right, welcome back to Pine Glass Preachers. That was not agape at all. That was our good friends, 100 White Flags. You see, when Gabe decided to bring us out and he just kind of threw out names that he was seeing on the screen, uh, it's just not. So that's 100 White Flags, and they are pretty awesome. We're going to hear them again, and we're going to make sure we do right by them. Like uh, Donald Trump, Gabe has a difficult time reading a teleprompter. So work on that one, Gabe. So basically you're telling me I'm... Got a pretty good shot at being president? Yep. I'll take that as a compliment. Thank and you. And that I'm connected to suction cups right outside your window. I was just going to say, and some <laughs> guy's climbing my tower right now. But it's me, not some guy. It's me. Oh, awesome. Me. I'm right behind awesome. you. Right All right. Behind you. We're going to get into our topic for tonight, and our topic for tonight is fantasy football. It's Are the middle... you ready for some football? football! Oh. Just so I know, so as we go through you know, this episode, nice every time I say... Game. That was good. <laughs> Every time I say the word football, are you guys going to do that? or Most wanna... likely. Yeah. All right, just wanted to make sure. Uh, so we are talking about fantasy football, and we're just not going to even talk about Jesus because it's just going to be too hard to shoehorn in there. So uh, tonight we got a just a wonderful guest. We have a good friend of mine. Uh, in fact, he is the friend who was uh, – driving with me in that car up the snow hill. His name is Christopher Ingebrigtsen. He is an Emmy-winning, uh, award-winning news broadcaster, reporter. Uh, he is also just a fantastic fantasy football player. In fact, he won all three of his leagues last year. 
he, I dare say, knows what he's talking about when it comes to fantasy football. And so we uh, we welcome Chris. How are you doing, Chris? Welcome, Chris. Woohoo! Thank you, gentlemen, for my inaugural pod. Inaugural pod. Dude, well, we are glad to have you. You're cutting out, but it's all good. We're just glad to to, to have you with us uh, if here. We, if we can get even one third of the words that come out of your mouth, I think our <laughs> listeners will be, will be better off. That's all we need, man. That's all we need. Well, Chris, now that you're with us, we're going to talk fantasy football, and uh, you know, you're know you our expert with us today. So I just want to start, like, I'm thinking with fantasy football, do you want to talk talking, talking forwards or defenders? I was thinking, like, I think Sergio Aguero is looking really good uh, for, for Man City this year, but Man United just got Zlatan Ibrahimovic and Pogba. So I don't know, you know who I really should go with. And then the question is, if you look at, like, the Leicester guys, I don't know if Jamie Vardy, is he going to repeat this year? I mean, he had an insane year last year. Is that really he, can't, he can't keep that performance up next season, no, guaranteed. Gabe? Yeah. Uh, we're I going with draft anybody from Arsenal. Anyone from no, 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 no. Gabe? Yeah. We're talking double O football, not you with the umlau or whatever it is, football. Uh, um, what? Nobody cares about your Premier League soccer. Come on, so, you Spurs! Come on, Spurs! We are talking American football. Oh. <laughs> oh okay. uh, yeah. okay. Now, Chris, Joke's on me. Chris, uh, you and I, we we grew up Vikings fans. Uh, we are strong Vikings fans, but uh, fans. But tell us where you live right now and how difficult that is. Well, I unfortunately live in Green Bay, Wisconsin, and my life is a life of irony. I would say so. It, is but, it is it difficult? I mean, do you just go go through September through January just loathing everyone next to you, or what is that like? Well, not this year because we are reigning division champions. <laughs> so this is this is new to me. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, could you say that again for Gabe's benefit? <laughs> I, you're right. I could have cut out. So uh, we are reigning division champions. Uh, it's going to. It, I believe it's going to be an annual thing now. That the, would the be adorable. The best part of last year, uh, knowing full well how our uh, how our season ended. I mean, I was I was in the end zone of the third coldest football game ever, sitting there. I was in the end zone where Blair Walsh missed that field goal, and. So Happiest I spent a moment of my life. I, I I spent a week getting just snarky texts from Gabe, and the best part was the next weekend I was in Baltimore with Gabe, and oh, in the hotel gosh. room when we got to watch the Packers versus the Cardinals, and then oh. watching the Packers let an 85 year old wide receiver run down the middle of the field in overtime. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That was, was awful. It was the best. That was well, awful. Those cheese heads. Listen, I mean, <clears throat> you guys know why the Vikings are purple, right? Why, Gabe? Why? I'm so glad you asked. You'd be purple, too, if you went to the Super Bowl four times and choked. <laughs> wow. Hilarious, Ooh. Gabe. Listen, I would rather watch – I think I can say this. I would rather watch the Vikings lose than the Packers win. Like the crumbling of Minnesota brings greater joy to me than than nearly anything in this world. Well, you know you're an awful, 
being. You know what's great for both you guys is actually that the San Francisco 49ers have a better dynasty than either one of those teams. That's not even. So do you cheer for the Niners because you don't know anything about football, or is like? Oh, really? To maybe maybe I cheer or... for the Niners because I grew up in the San Francisco Bay Area. Is maybe that's why. So like, but San Francisco Bay Area isn't that like just for hippies and stuff? I mean, like, what what is what does California know about football? Well, we know enough apparently to get the St. Louis Rams to move to L.A. <laughs> that's Again, true, man. How do we feel about that? I'm I'm like. I'm kind of okay with it because, like, it's L.A. I mean, I don't blame them for doing it. And St. Louis, the stadium was in kind of a sketchy part of town. I didn't – you know, it was just yep. weird. I well, whenever, just down, literally, whenever, whenever I went to Packer games there, it was 60-40 in terms of, like, 60% Packer fans, 40% Rams fans. Like, it was just not a good fan base. And – it's crazy to me that L.A. is the second biggest city in our country, and they went so long without a professional football team. Like, Seriously, I just, yeah. How, who, yeah, so it makes sense. I'm for it. I think it's because they have Hollywood. I mean, that's their sport. That's the thing that yeah. most people care about in that town. But I yep. do feel bad for all those St. Louisans who, you know, have staked their entire lives on the Rams, and then they just up and left. I do feel bad for them a little bit. Is there anyone like that in St. Louis, though? I don't know. I mean, they had a couple really great years there with the greatest show on turf. Great show on turf, baby. Yeah, that's true. All right, dude, we're leaving our good friend Christopher Engerbetschusingushkin out. Uh, so, Chris, let's talk fantasy football. Who's your top picks? Give me your top five. Well, I actually have the top pick in a draft coming up this weekend, and my top pick overall, I'm going to take Julio Jones. Whoa, bold. So let me ask you about that. that. It's not that bold because what we have seen out of Antonio Brown the last couple years, that's his ceiling. If you actually look at Julio's stats, he's only had 10 touchdowns, double-digit touchdowns once. So if you think about it, he almost had the same year as Antonio Brown last year, and he only had nine touchdowns, and he gets more long bombs to him than Brown does. So Julio Jones, number one overall pick by far. Are you in a PPR? Half PPR. So yes. Wait, let's okay. explain PPR for Yeah, for you're going to have to do a lot of translating. Josh. Okay. And me. Yep, I don't know what P- – I thought you said PBR. And I was like, what? You're going to just drink yourself into these picks? So Chris, Correct. Uh, Chris, I think PBR, we need to – I think we need to just let our listeners know that – uh, for all the episodes that, that that Josh and Gabe have been our experts on theology, and I've been sitting here scratching my head, um, this episode, they, as Gabe demonstrated at the beginning of this, they are barely, barely competent in talking about the sport <laughs> of American football. Gabe can only t- name Packer players. That's and true. Josh... I'm not even sure, but his hipster beard and glasses suggest that he's never actually watched a football game. And so, okay, um, I am stopping us right now, and I'm I'm ho- I'm posting a challenge. I'm posting a pint glass preachers challenge. Me, you, and Gabe are getting. Are we're gonna. I don't even know how you get into a fantasy league, but we are going to set up our own fantasy league, us three, and whoever wins gets some awesome prize. Deal. Okay, let's get let's get hey, let's do this. Let's get five listeners. Yep. You need to contact us via Facebook 
or Snapchat. Do we have Snapchat? I always forget. <laughs> we don't have Snapchat. No, we don't have Snapchat. All right. What am I, uh, a 15-year-old girl? Uh, <laughs> all right. Tweet us or Facebook us that you would like to be in the Pine Class Breachers Fantasy Football League, and we can watch. We're looking at you, Janet. <laughs> Janet <laughs> O'Neill. We can watch Josh uh, draft Colin Kaepernick, number one overall. <laughs> you know, you guys are going to feel really dumb when I win this fantasy football league. Okay, wait. Colin hey, Kaepernick. Go, go back, though. What's, this, what's the PBR? PPR. Chris? Okay. Uh, you get a point per reception. So a high-volume targeted receiver, let's say like Antonio Brown or Julio Jones, you would also get – not besides their yards and touchdowns, you would also get a one point or a half point per every catch they get. Oh, okay. So, so we're looking we're looking at like Julian Edelman, uh, Julio Jones, Antonio Brown, uh, Jordy even, Nelson. Is is Jordy Nelson that that high on receptions? He's he's at Dude, number he's thirteen listed right now. Well, that Chris, doesn't mean. Is high volume target. That's true. That's true. Okay, fair point. Yeah, well, like so did... let me let me ask you this, uh, uh, Chris. I noticed this year, like back in the day, uh, when I played fantasy football, like uh, I would, I'd look and I, and typically your your top choices are quarterbacks and wide receivers. And so in the vast preparation I did for this episode, uh, I'm looking at the list of the top 200. And out of the top five, like three of them are wide receivers, and the first two are wide receivers. Is that because the format of fantasy football has changed, or the way football is played has changed? What's the what's the deal there? Uh, kind of both. Uh, first of all, you I mean every fantasy league is kind of different. Um, it really you have if you're starting a new league, you really have to look at the rule goals, right? Because a lot of leagues uh, for quarterbacks, let's just say, they give six points a touchdown. But now a lot of leagues are reverting away from that and giving either four or three points per touchdown thrown. So they're kind of evening out the players so quarterbacks aren't so quarterback dominant. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. To further that question, the second part is, uh, yeah, teams are just passing way more. I mean, look at Seattle on the goal line against the Patriots. I mean, anybody could have ran that ball in, but they decided to throw an interception. I don't know how they call it. Hey, let's throw an interception, but that's what they decided to do. So, sure, sure. Well, so, but now are they adjusting points for wide receivers and touchdowns? Because now it just seems like they're making it wide receiver touch, wide receiver dominant. Like, and to me, I feel like if any part of the league should be dominant, it's the quarterback. He touches the ball every play. That's that's true, but the drop off. Let's just say um, maybe there is your top three quarterbacks are excellent, but then your next 10 to 12 quarterbacks are actually pretty dang good. So, but now if you are a wide receiver, uh, your top three receivers are excellent, but then there's like big drop-offs every, you know, three, five receivers. So um, that's why they also rank them because there's just not that many star receivers than there are quarterbacks. Gotcha. So let, let's do this. Before we get all, all over the place on different positions, let's just take our uh, – our let's take the four top positions. Here. Let's go quarterback, wide receiver, running back, and, and tight end. And let's just talk through – you know, Chris, you mentioned some of these tiers and whatnot. Uh, let's start with quarterback. 
that's that's where that's where the play starts anyway. Let's let's talk about our our top five quarterbacks and then uh or who you're you know or who you're targeting in, in this uh in this year's draft. So let's go with top five. I mean, for me, I look right away. You're, you're Tom Brady, even though he's suspended Aaron Rodgers. Flacco. Yeah. Joe Flacco, of course. Um, see, I this was is making the, that up. That's Cam not Newton, a good, man. Not a good Cam choice. Newton. Yeah. Cam Newton. Uh, who else, who else are we talking about, Chris? I think you got to, you always have to target the running quarterbacks. I, that's how I usually play and I usually win. Uh, I try to get Cam Newton and I always try to get them before anybody else wants them. So you got to kind of ignore what all the so-called fantasy national experts are saying, like, don't take a quarterback right away. Yeah. If you like that guy, yeah, go ahead and take him in the second or third round because you know what, then you have them and the other guys don't. Sure. So you'd say like you, a Cam Newton. I'm trying to, who else is running these days? Uh, Russell Wilson. Luck actually gets a number of touchdowns very quietly. Gets five to six touchdowns a year. Teddy Bridgewater. Well, let's let's hope that uh, Aaron Rodgers will be running for his life again yeah. this year. Yeah. So, <laughs> wow. wow! Wow! You know, Chris, we we talk about these tiers and whatnot, and something that I always do is, you know, what's the ROI on getting a Cam Newton right away because he's 30 points better than the next quarterback down, but I'm, you know, but am I willing to sacrifice that 30 points if I can get the next best quarterback in round 10? I mean, what are your thoughts there? I I really like to have a team with my guys. Does that make sense? Instead of having a philosophy in how you're drafting, go ahead and go get the guys you like, because then you, you're happy with your team all year and they're still going to be good. So if you really, really want Cam Newton, then go ahead and draft him the second round. Yeah, he mm-hmm. might fall to the third or maybe beginning of the fourth, but, you know, don't take the chance. Uh, that That's how I kind of play. Uh, I usually overdraft my guys, but at the end of the day, there's a reason that I really like them because they're better than the other ones. Give me, give me a quarterback that, let's say I don't get Cam Newton, I don't get Andrew Luck, I don't get Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I decide to wait till the 12th round to get my quarterback. Give me a guy that that I can pick up that's going to surprise surprise me and be a top-five quarterback? Well, none of them will be a top-five, but I think just about anybody at that position will be okay for you. But a, a guy that I like to have a decent to good year is Tony Romo. And um, I think he would be available way late as well as uh, – let's just say um, a Tyrod Taylor. Okay. I think those are two guys you could really wait on. And also, you know, they're going to play really good for you. You know, I heard an interesting thing about Tony Romo. He gets, he gets uh, criticized a lot because he he's injury prone, but when you actually look at it, he's been hurt two years and that's really it. And every other year he throws up 4,000 yards and 30 touchdowns, right? And he likes to run for his life, too, so he, he does run the ball a lot. That's true. What if yeah. I want to draft Johnny Manziel? What are my chances of winning my fantasy football league? <laughs> really pretty high, right? good, depending on – I mean, if you're playing in a penal league, it's pretty good. Wait, what's a, what's a penal league? And once again, this is a family show, Chris. <laughs> it's a penitentiary league. Oh, I get what you're saying. So, like, in jail. 
Yeah, this was like a real life sad. joke, not a fantasy football joke, Gabe. Yeah, stay, oh, stay with us, bud. Stay with us. Oh, I'm tired. Okay, okay, okay. Hey, all right, let's move on. Running backs. Um, who are we looking at this year? Ray Rice. Oh, all right, uh, your two top guys. I really like Ezekiel Elliott, the running back for the Cowboys. I really think he's going to put up DeMarco Murray numbers from two years ago. Um, Todd Gurley, I was so in on until I watched Hard Knocks on HBO, the debut last night. And Jared Goff is such an idiot. He did not know where the sun rises in the east or the west. I mean, he he has no idea and he can't throw a straight ball. So I'm really worried about Todd Gurley, actually. So I'm going to put that asterisk out there for your podcast listeners. Noted. The one guy I'm most high on is actually LaShawn McCoy. And I think he's actually going to drop to the, like the beginning of the third round for some people. Oh, Chris, and it's he, actually pronounced he, Eddie Lacy. Hey, you know what's the funny thing is I actually ran into Eddie Lacy uh, in Chicago. So I've met him. And um, the funny thing is I lived down the block from him. And That's so what I'm talking about. Him, I said, you know, I see you all the time because you're driving 50 miles an hour past me and you're, Range Rover, and I'm like, if you could only do that on the field. And you did not say that to him. I did, and he goes, "Yeah, do that. Yeah, do that." And then, and then I go, "Well, I have to admit that you do look really cut. I mean, you look really fit." He actually looked really fit. I was gonna say he, he lost a dr- ton of weight. My favorite, dra- my favorite article that I read over the pre or during the preseason here was <laughs> reading through all the teams and what what are their key additions and what are their key losses. And I was reading the Packers and key additions, you know, they're like Jordy Nelson back from from injury and they got this guy from the draft and things like that. Key losses, Eddie Lacy's gut. <laughs> I'll take well, it, man. But, That's true. Well, the entire nation and all these so-called fantasy experts don't know is that I know where he lives, so I can just deliver Chinese food and call and pay for it and have it show up at his house every night. You can't say, so do you think the weight's really going to stay off when I, when I do my thing all season? So. Not with you there. Chris, well, I'm sure Chris, what's been holding my... him back from eating Chinese food is being able to pay for it. So look, look at his Instagram account. That's, that's <laughs> is that right? Years. It was like pictures of, Ooh, noodles. Oh, I love these egg rolls. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm awesome. having a really crisis of conscience here because I would love Eddie Lacy to gain 50, 60 pounds and not be able to do anything uh, from from a Vikings-Packers perspective, but he's also on my dynasty team league, and uh, and I would like him to be running for 1,500 yards and 12 touchdowns. So well, all of those I'll, I... I'll give you the total insight on Eddie Lacy. I mean, I watch, unfortunately, way too many Packer games living here. I, unfortunately, have a mixed marriage, and that is not what you mean. My, my wife's a Packers fan. And God bless I her. Way, way too much. Anyways, his first year when he was so awesome, that's the year that Rodgers was out. So they ran the ball, and they just played the bully ball, the same bully ball with extra tight end blockers that Peterson ran to his MVP numbers for. It's kind of like cheating. And then when he came back, when he played against good defenses – they stopped him immediately, but he's such a big fat guy that bad defenses are afraid to tackle him. So I don't think he's that good. And I would not put any stock. I, that's one of my guys. I would never would have any, any of my teams. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. So 
let's talk about running back a little bit here in terms of when you draft them because we have so many teams that are doing running back by committee. There are very few running backs that you can trust to be the go-to back. Uh, I mean, Minnesota has one of the very few. Like, there is nobody stealing carries from Adrian Peterson. Because so, you would not trust your kids with him. Though. That's <laughs> the truth. Someone had to say it. Very true. Uh, but so who are, you know you you mentioned Ezekiel Elliott. I mean Adrian Peterson is a foregone conclusion. Who are the you 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 talked about Lashawn McCoy? Give me a little bit more about that. But tell me a little bit more about when we should when we should draft running backs. Well, again, it, it really goes to the drop off. I mean, the really elite running backs, it really drops off after about the first 10. Okay, so you really have to get... You're giving 10 yeah. running backs as, a, as elite? Well, that can... I would say win. four. Well, because, I mean, even going to, like, a Jamal Charles, okay, a Lamar Miller, um, uh, Le'Veon Bell, LaShawn McCoy, I mean, those guys can win you weeks, you know, if they get three touchdowns. So I would say elite-ish, does that make sense? But I'm just saying the drop-off after those guys quite large yeah I mean even like I'm thinking and not not in any particular order here but Adrian Peterson Ezekiel Elliott Todd Gurley even though I I heard what you just said but he's still the only running back in that town um you know those three uh who else did you say there LaShawn McCoy maybe but then you start getting into even uh, Lamar Miller, there, there's another one. There's five. Well, then if you those guys are in your first two rounds, like, you know, not, not, not so much in your first round picks, right? But if one of those guys is there in your second round, you should really take one of those guys. Now, guys. So are you going wide receiver, your first pick, no matter what? Um, if you have the first two picks of any draft, I think you should take either Julio Jones or Antonio Brown. Now, if you have the third pick, you could maybe take Odell Beckham, but I, any other pick in the first round, if Rob Gronkowski's there, take Gronk. Can you draft coaches? Because I feel like if you could draft like a Belichick or, you know, even uh, – <laughs> McCarthy. Uh, no, not McCarthy. I'm thinking more Andy Reid. Uh, you know, like if you could draft a coach like Andy Reid, I feel like you'd win every year. You Ooh. would, but you'd be, you know, eating out of food. <laughs> I was gonna say. I mean, is this based on what they eat? Well, hey, well or I just want, I just want to know why why can't you draft coaches? There's got to be some points that you can win with a coach in fantasy football. Well, you know, you know, how many how many challenge flags he throws, was, clipboards he breaks. Like if they inserted a coach as a running back kind of play and he scored a touchdown, you would you would probably get points for that. I'm gonna sell that to an NFL team this week. Wait, here's how we can fit Jesus into this whole thing. Bill Belichick's interview a couple weeks ago when that moron uh, reporter asked him, is there any way Tom Brady isn't the starting quarterback? He's like, no, he's our starting quarterback. Well, is there any reason he wouldn't be the starting quarterback after he comes back from his suspension? And he just shakes his head. He's like, Jesus Christ. Like, that was the funniest thing I've seen in a long time. (laughs) And there's how we work Jesus into this entire. Do, do you episode. think he was praying? Yeah. I, otherwise, I, he was taking Jesus' name in vain, Tom. So he was. He was, and it's not good. Jesus doesn't like that. Stop Lightning it. Lightning bolts. 
lightning bolts. Uh, all right, here we go. Let's move on to uh, let's move on to wide receivers. Uh, well, we've kind of been talking about wide receivers. All right, so we got Julio time. Jones, Antonio Brown, ODBJ. Who else are you looking for OBJ, OBJ, mm-hmm. Jordy. What? How are you feeling on Jordy? I mean, not as a Vikings fan. How are you feeling on Jordy? I I don't know. I I have him on a dynasty team. I mean, he's gonna be good, but how? How much can you trust a 31-year-old white, and I will say white guy, especially coming off a knee injury? Chris Ingerbrinson so is racist. Super racist. Confirmed. You know, sometimes, you know, after working in the waiting, you know, the waiter industry for a long time, I, I've decided that statistics, sometimes you can say things based off statistics, not just race. How about that? <laughs> All right. Um, so Chris's racism aside, you're not sure of Jordy. I think it's going to be really good, but how good will he be? Will he be as good as in the past? Okay. Do you think he'll be the best receiver on the Packers? Uh, actually, I think Cobb is one guy you want to target because he was so bad last year. Yeah. He's obviously terrible without Jordy, but again, when Jordy's back, you know, everybody for everybody forgets how great Cobb was for the yep. like, two Okay. So I think – Cobb is actually one guy you really, really want in your team, and everybody else is going to let you have him because, A, he's a Packer, and, two, everybody – got to remember, anybody who plays fantasy football has the mind of a goldfish. Everybody yeah. drafts based how they did last year. Everybody yeah. does. So well, you got to know your competition, and you got to remember that, hey, you know, if this guy had a bad year, I want him on my team because he's, he's, he's probably going to bounce back. Well, here's here's the big question, wide receiver wise, that I know has been on uh, a ton of minds lately, is give me a percentage on the chance that Jerry Rice or Randy Moss make a return this season. <laughs> That's good. It's good. You know, I'd say it's pretty high for Randy actually. It's it's pretty high every year for Randy. You know. <laughs> what about Jerry? Receding hairline aside, what about Jerry? Probably not so good for Jerry. That's really unfortunate, which means the Niners don't really have a chance to win the division this year again. Or the Raiders. But they do have Chip Kelly, and I would I would draft Chip Kelly this year. You know, because that's true, man. I like Chip Kelly. Can, well, run the ball so much. You know, he could run the ball a lot this year. Yeah, and I do have a question for you because as a 49er fan, when I, when I saw that we got Chip, I, I wasn't terribly excited, actually. I was kind of thinking, great. Here's another year down the drain. Uh, convince me why I'm wrong. I think. Or, or am I right? One word for you. Yeah, one word. Uh, I think if your your owners have patience, and Chip can actually have a quarterback that can run a system, I'm really excited to see a system in the NFL because remember how good those Oregon teams were? I mean, they were phenomenal. And now the funny thing is he actually has a quarterback who runs the ball, which is Colin Kaepernick, and all of a sudden they want to get rid of him. I, I just that does that makes no sense to me. So is yeah, Colin Kaepernick even going to be the starter? No, I don't. It, it doesn't sound like it, but he he's the guy who would fit his system. So if they want to run Chip's system, it's a running quarterback. Yeah, but I mean the Eagles had a great first season under Chip Kelly. What were they ten and four? But then they just sucked. So it seems like if we have a lot of patience in San Francisco, we might have a flash of brilliance this season, and then we're going to suck for a few years. 
big problem with that was that is that he was the GM. So he was making, so basically instead of making decisions based on the team, he was having like these arguments with like LaShawn McCoy and Deshaun Jackson. He was having arguments with them. So he's like, Nope, these guys are off my team. I'm the GM. I can trade them where he's the coach now. So he might have arguments with guy, but he can like send them away. So if, if chip has three years, you guys could be pretty pretty good in three years. I'm holding that to you. I'm going to come find you in three years if we're not good and do something to you. No, I, if if you have patience, Chip can chill and Chip can get his guys to run his system. The Niners will be pretty exciting. Do you guys hear that? Did you hear that, Vikings and Packers fans? The Niners will be exciting once again. Fear. I can see the fear in your eyes, Tom. Yep. Yeah, I'm super, super scared over here. Blaine Gabbert, still your starting quarterback. <laughs> um, so let's cut to the chase. Who's winning the Super Bowl this year? Do, do I have the floor? You have yeah. the floor, Chris. You're the expert. Um, well, I am actually saying in the AFC, I believe it's going to be the Steelers and the Chiefs. And wow. I really think the Steelers are going to come out. And now I, I would, I honestly, it, this is not the purple talking. I, I think it's going to be the Vikings and the Panthers. And I think the Vikings go to the Super Bowl. Okay. That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Wow. That's adorable. I do. Okay. Even over the Cardinals, Chris? Those are my teams. They will be in it. What about the Jaguars? I really feel like Jacksonville is going to come on strong this year. <laughs> this they're is due, They're here. due for one. <laughs> all right, hold on. Let's go all the way around the horn. Uh, Tom, who do you got? Man, you know, in the NFC, while I'd love to see the Vikings, I really, you know, I think the Panthers can get right back there. I think the Cardinals, I mean, they have a stud defense. They have great offensive weapons. I, I just kind of think they're due, and they have a great coach. So I think it's kind of going to be a toss-up between those two. I agree with Chris on the Chiefs. I think that is a really interesting, really interesting pick there. But, I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to pick against a – Patriots team that what did they lose you know yep. I mean that's where I'm gonna go NFC your final two and this is the green talking uh, is gonna be the uh, the Packers and the Panthers with the Packers going to the bowl and then um, I mean Jordy's back Eddie's thin home runs baby and then uh, AFC oh, you, you lost your nose tackle sport. Game. Well, yeah, yeah everyone's really upset about losing a nose tackle. We'll recover. Um, BJ Raji, that guy was like 17 dude, feet wide. Raji was so legit. I loved Raji. I'm, but we'll be fine, man. He, he would was, like belly bounce people halfway across the field, like 15 yard belly bounces. Listen, we had Gilbert Brown for many a season and only won one Super Bowl with him. So we'll be okay. Um, <laughs> at any rate, uh, AFC, I'm going to go with the Chiefs again. I, I do like what you guys are saying there, and I'm going to go with Pats as well. I'm going to go with, with Tom, and, and I see I see the Pats getting it. That's just what they do, and I think it's going to be a Pats-Pack Super Bowl. Pack getting the W. Oh, you're such a homer. I mean, it's just Dude, terrible. 
It's not. It's listen. See, we are is, the greatest sports franchise oh in the history gosh. of the world. No. See, this is this is where the Packer crazy comes out. I was gonna ask you, Gabe. Hey, go on. Let's let's talk about. Give me a reason why the Packers are gonna win the Super Bowl. But you can't say, well, because we're the Packers, and you can't say because we're the greatest franchise on okay, earth. Okay, fine. That, Aaron Rodgers is that not a reason? Jordy well, Nelson. I, can, that, I, I gave you good reasons. I can name you five quarterbacks that will be better than Aaron Rodgers this year. Oh, buddy, fine. Name them right now. Name five quarterbacks that will be better than Aaron I will Rodgers give you Tom year. Brady you with his four-game suspension. I will say Andrew oh, Luck. Lord. I will say Cam Newton. I will say Drew Brees because Drew Brees quietly leads the league in in yards and touchdowns like every freaking year. And so those are just four off the top, and then I'll just – like somebody else will just blow it up this year and will be better than Rodgers. I'm not saying Rodgers is going to be bad. He'll be great. I'm just saying there are a lot of quarterbacks that are going to do better than him. So you no. can't just say he's we got Aaron Rodgers so we're going to the Super Bowl because that didn't happen last year. You had Aaron Rodgers last year. Yeah, but we didn't have Jordy last year. He'll be the best or the second best. I I'll I'll give Cam the opportunity at being number 1. But otherwise, dude, oh, I cannot wait for the end of the season to just rub this conversation in your face. <laughs> Chris, Chris, help me out. I'm gonna politely agree with. Uh, I'm gonna agree with both you guys because this is the this is the season Rogers implodes. He has been fighting more and more with McCarthy on the sidelines. Okay, and if you if you look back, what else has been going on in his life at that time? That's when he starts dating Olivia Munn. Okay, and I, I'm very serious about this. He he has zero interaction in social media at all, which he should not. And all of a sudden, he starts dating her two years ago, and all of a sudden, he starts responding to fans, sticking up for her. He becomes very arrogant in the locker room. When things don't go his way, he pouts. Okay, he is going to implode on the sidelines. That's why I'm not even saying as a is a Vikings fan. That's why I think the Vikings again are going to repeat. The Packers completely implode. I think Thompson, maybe McCarthy gets fired. And what? you know that's why I have the really why oh. I have the Vikings in the NFC. Adorable. Well, before Adorable. you guys, before you guys get in any more fights, I know that everyone has been waiting for my pick. <laughs> the Tennessee Titans. <laughs> no, no. Although I no, no. Although I will say that Marks Mariota. He, he's actually going to end up being a pretty good quarterback if he gets you know, into the right system. I agree with you. Chris and I actually have a side bet on who's going to be the better quarterback after three years or five years, Chris? Three. After three years, who's going to be the better quarterback, Jameis Winston or Marcus Mariota? And I have Mariota. Oh, I got Mariota on that all day long. Yep. Anyway, back to my You're picks. Both. Yep, I'm going to cut you off, Chris, because my picks are more important than you trying to defend Jameis Winston about anything. If you say Liverpool, I'm going to reach to the screen and punch you in the face. <laughs> I'm surprised you knew who that was, Tom. Yeah, Tom. Impressive. Man. Yeah, just name an English city, and there you go. Uh-huh. Uh, no. So from the AFC side of things, I'm not even going to mess around with this, like, who's going to play who to win the AFC Championship or NFC Championship. I'm just going to go straight to the Super Bowl. All right? And I'm also going to give you my pick of who the halftime performer is going to be. Ooh. Wait, don't yep. we already know that? Do we? I don't know. I don't know that. So we don't well, know. So go okay. on. Okay. So from the AFC, I'm going with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay. You're Hear me good. out. Hear me out. We're hearing you out. I know. I don't have any reasons. I just picked them. That's why I, was, I left that silence hanging there because I didn't. there was nothing to hear out. And from the NFC, 
Los Angeles Rams. It's going to be a Rams-Jaguar like nature battle oh where you're going to have a Ram going up against a Jaguar, horns versus claws, and we're going to see who wins. And for halftime this year, it's going to be the Beebs, guaranteed. I'm a believer. Oh, I'm a believer in Justin I'm Bieber. I'm down with that. Dude, this, this is why a we lose a Jaguar. A Jaguar would win. There's no way a Ram's going to beat a Jaguar. No, definitely not, but, you know, it, they could. So, Chris, give me your opinion, okay, of all the picks you've ever heard for Super Bowl champions before the season starts, where does mine rank for 2016-2017 season? Well, first of all, are the Ram, are these Rams and Jaguars fighting in water? <laughs> yes. Because I actually think that if they're fighting water, the Rams have a really good chance. Yeah, that's probably true because Jaguars are cats and they would get wet and start licking themselves. I I think that is uh, about in line with all the other national expert picks because they always try to be trendy and cute. How How is that trendy and cute? (laughs) I'm upset. We'll we'll let the know. Well, on on the note of trendy and cute, which is what we aim for, uh, we're going to go to break. Uh, take a breather from the world of, of fantasy football. But uh, before we do that, I want to take a moment and thank our, our good friend uh, Chris for joining us. Thanks, Chris. Chris. Thanks for sharing your expertise with us. Thanks, guys. It was great to have you on here, man. All right. Uh, we have got some tunes from our friends, 100 White Flags. They're surrendering. Hope you enjoy them. and Vikings burn! Burn, mother. Yep, that's right. Actually, no, that's not right, because I don't actually think that we have a chance to win the Super Bowl. However, I have the opportunity now to give some shout-outs. First of all, I'd like to uh, holler at Axe Leander in the great state of Texas, where God first created football and also created the idolatry of football worship. So if you want to become a pagan and bow down at the altar of the Heisman, then go visit Axe Leander. Uh, If you want to come and just experience perennial depression, then you can visit Bridge City Community just two hours south of the great University of Tennessee where the volunteers regularly fail to meet expectations and typically end up (laughs) taking sixth in the SEC. Yes, we're touted to win the entire BCA championship this year. BCA, whoa. S. Yep, BCS isn't even around anymore. Well, it is for me, Tom. It is for me. And that's how out of date we are here in Tennessee. That's so Tennessee. moving on, shout out to Second Hardest Harvest waiting for the soup herbal. <laughs> Get it? it? Soup. soup. Thanks, Tom. Tom okay. wrote that one. So don't that's blame really me. Good. I'm just a voice. And once again, as usual, Janet, even though you're not listening anymore at this point in our conversation tonight, thank you for being one of our shameless supporters. We love you, Janet. Thank you, Janet. Uh, 
And uh, do want to encourage you. We we oftentimes at this point encourage folks to become regulars, uh, which would be great. But but honestly, man, we would love you to to share this show with your friends. Uh, we love getting to do what we do. It's a lot of fun for us, uh, and and we hope you guys enjoy it too. And so if you'd want to pass it on via social media, via word of mouth, whatever works for you, uh, we'd love you to to share this with friends, uh, to to be a part of this uh, conversation around the pub table. Yeah, so over the next couple of weeks, uh, we've done a couple lighter episodes, if you will. We've talked about food. We've talked about fantasy football. Over the next couple of weeks, we are going to be delving into some, some deeper topics. Uh, we're going to be talking about death. We're going to be talking about morality. We're going to hit up some world religions and how that affects us in our daily lives. Uh, there's going to be some deeper topics. So we hope you join us for those things. Uh, as always, we would love your opinions on what you want to hear us talk about. So hit us up on Facebook, hit us up on Twitter, email us, whatever it happens to be. We'd love to hear from you. We want to make this an interactive show because, after all, we are sitting around the pub table having a great conversation. We're Pine Class Preachers. Have a great night, everybody. Peace. In the Middle East. Allah